Paul meets King Agrippa. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're going to continue on in our study of the book of Acts today. Today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 25, verses 23 through uh, chapter 26, verse 11. Uh, You'll remember where we left off, Paul was about to be introduced uh, to King Agrippa and his wife Bernice. Um, King Agrippa was the vassal king of the Roman Empire assigned to the region of Judea and its surrounding area. Um, He was uh, part of the Herodian dynasty. Um, So he was one of the great Herods ruling over uh, the Jewish people. And so his involvement is specific to um, the uh, charge that the Jewish religious leaders are making against Paul. That's why Agrippa is involved, and he is one of the people Paul must defend himself um, in front of on his way to make his defense in front of Caesar. Uh, in a way, um, Agrippa is the last line of defense before Paul um, takes his appeal to Caesar. And so today we're going to be looking at these verses um, primarily just to kind of move the story along, and uh, we'll make some points as we go along the way. Uh, but before we get into the text, since we're biting off quite a sizable chunk Uh, Let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have to pause and read and study your word. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd prepare us, heart, mind, body, and soul for this encounter with your word. Um, Lord, that we might be open to what you have for us. Speak as you're faithful to do through your word today. Instruct our hearts. Grow us and grace, that we might be more and more like your son, Jesus. We pray in his mighty name. Amen. All right, my friends, here is Acts 25, 23 through 26, 11. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in, And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death, and as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write to my lord about him, therefore I have brought him before you all and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. So Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. 
they have known for a long time if they're willing to testify that according to the strictest party of our religion i lived i have lived as a pharisee and now i stand here on trial because of my hope and the promise made by god to our fathers to which our 12 tribes hope to obtain as they earnestly worship night and day for and for this hope i'm accused by the jews o king why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. So we're just getting started in <laughs> um, Paul's defense before King Agrippa. Paul's telling his story and he's talking about who he was before encountering the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Now, there is not a believer alive today who does not have a story of their life before Jesus Christ came to be Lord. Whether they were a child at their conversion or whether a full-grown adult, they have a story to tell about their journey to Jesus and to faith in Christ as their Lord and Savior. We all have a story, and Paul is beginning his story by going back in his timeline to his pedigree as a, as a devout Jewish Pharisee, uh, teacher of the law, um, so devout that he was pursuing Christians all over the place to persecute them and even uh, vote in favor of their death when they were arrested and put on trial. Paul hated the Christians because he thought Christianity was an affront uh, to the Jewish faith, to the traditional faith that they had embraced, uh, the Torah, the law, the Ten Commandments. He saw Christianity as an affront to those things, those teachings, those deeply held beliefs. And the Lord continued to pursue Paul with his grace and mercy. And Paul had his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, where he came to see Jesus clearly for who he was, Lord and Savior, Messiah. And Paul was never the same. <laughs> and so we're getting the story of Paul's life leading up to his conversion uh, to faith in Jesus. So many interesting things going on here. One of the interesting things that we see happening in this passage from uh, chapter 25, verse 23 on through chapter 26, verse 11, is the sort of expected behavior of this Roman politician, King Agrippa, um, parading, uh, flaunting his power and authority, uh, entering the room and all of the pomp and circumstance one might expect uh, a political leader to enter with to remind those who are watching that uh, this was a special person coming into the room. <laughs> and uh, so we go through that scene and then Festus, um, the tribune, uh, introduces Paul to Agrippa and explains why it is that he wants Agrippa to hear Paul's story. Because as he's making his referral on to Caesar, he really has nothing to charge him with. There's nothing really to say that Paul's done. Because Festus' own analysis of the facts is that Paul's done nothing deserving of death. 
And that's precisely what the Jewish religious leaders are trying to attain, a death sentence. And so Agrippa comes with ready ears to hear Paul's story. And he begins to share his testimony by talking about who he was before Jesus. (laughs) I'm so grateful um, as I tell my story um, to look back on who I was before the Lord really came with his grace and mercy. I have a lot of years of parading around, pretending to be a Christian, pretending to be a ministry leader, to pretending to be all of these things until the bottom fell out on my life. And the Lord began to very slowly and patiently, patiently put my life back together with his grace and with his mercy. It wasn't until I lost it all and had my encounter with the mercy of God that I really began to understand what it's all about. I was preaching and teaching that which I did not know firsthand. Uh, But now I know, uh, through a lot of pain and loss now, I know. And I'm so grateful for the mercy and grace of Jesus. I hope you are too, as you think back on your life's journey. And uh, we'll continue on with Paul's story as we pick it up again here in chapter 26. Um, And Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study and read and ponder your life before the grace of God broke in. All right, my friends, God bless you as you continue in Christ today, and uh, we'll look forward to being back together again soon.